0: Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm your host, Lori LeBay, and I'm thrilled to be talking to you today. We are going to have a really interesting conversation about money management and what is a daily money manager. Perfect timing when taxes were just due might be something that you want to consider For yourself and or a loved one. But prior to doing that, I'm just going to do some housekeeping stuff here first, like I always do. So first, if you liked our opening music, it's called Claring Call by the Mark Arneson Band. And I am just so grateful for them for allowing us to use their music. Uh, It's a beautiful song. You can download it on any of your favorite music platforms. And then also, for those of you that are new, you might not know who Alzheimer's Speaks is or what we're about. Bottom line, we're about sound information, not just sound bites. We want to have real conversations with everyday people, you know, in the trenches. There's so many of us out there that have great stories to share that can help others. So reach out to me if you want to share your story. Coming up in May, in fact, May 12th, you might want to mark your calendars because The Central Minnesota Dementia Community Action Network team is going to have a summit, which is going to feature Dr. Dale Brennison, and uh, it's free, and it's like a three-hour summit. And so check that out. I think that'll be really valuable information for people to have. For those of you that aren't familiar with Dementia Map, again, go to DementiaMap.com that is a project between uh, dave weidrick with the memory cafe directory and myself we want to connect people to services products and tools and not just people you know families but business professionals as well there's so much information out there that people need to know and they they don't know how to find it so we've got 150 categories there's an events page there's a blog there's a glossary just tons tons of information Uh, it's free and you don't have to give any personal data as well and then a lot of people are looking for support groups and so i also want to mention um, a couple of them that i do arthur senior care is still sponsoring arthur's memory cafe and we were like the first uh, memory cafe here in the u.s and i'm so appreciative of them we do them twice a month on the second and the fourth wednesday of each month and that starts at 1 o'clock Central Time. It is virtual, so anybody in the world can participate. And then Brookdale North Oaks does an in-person caregiver connect with Respite. Though so the last couple of months, we have been um, meeting virtually. In May, we are going to start again. But we meet the last Wednesday of the month at 10 a.m. So virtually, you can participate yep, this month. And if you're in Minnesota, um, feel free to, uh, to join us. Also, I have to give a shout out to Maud's Awards. Uh, they have opening applications right now. They are awarding 5,000 to individuals and 25,000 to organizations who have already made a huge contribution uh, in the dementia field. So feel free to, to sign up for that at modsawards.org. And then they just launched on Friday Maud's Ventures, which has three different categories and they want to give seed money of $50,000 to $100,000 to organizations for three specific categories. So check that out at modsventures.org. We are going to hear from the Adaptive Equipment and Caregiving Corner as they highlight the footbar walker and we will be right back.
1: adapt it. Okay, we are back and it is time to talk money management. And
0: we have a pro with us. Emily Lutz is the founder and president of Liberty Paperwork Solutions. And who doesn't need help with their paperwork? Liberty Paperwork Solutions is a company that provides daily money management for individuals that can benefit from assistance with their paying bills and and paperwork management well emily i am so excited to have you with us today paperwork can be so overwhelming on so many levels to everybody who has their capacities because life is so busy and then as as things change you know it could be our eyesight it it could be a, a zillion different uh, different things um, where we need help, uh, I know it's hard sometimes for people to reach out for that help. and so i'm I'm anxious to talk to you about this process and see if we can get people to feel comfortable and confident in sharing some of their most personal information with a stranger. You know it's it's hard to do that within your family. And and yet, sometimes a third party is—I I would imagine—is the way to go, especially for someone who's very private. So, first, thank you for taking the time to be with us. Thank you and for having me. Before I go into my line of questions, I always like to ask you if you've been personally touched by dementia in your, you know, personal
2: family or circle of friends. Sure. Yes. Um. Uh. My grandmother uh, had dementia, um, and that's actually that's actually what. Um, what got me interested in doing what I do. Cause I, saw it was a service that she, that she really needed. Um, and now uh, a good portion of our, of our clients actually are, are, have uh, dementia, our um, older clients. And uh, and so we're, we're around it a lot. Sure. Wonderful. Well, thank
0: you for sharing that. You know, it's something that the difficult diagnosis for anyone to deal with and, to have to start giving up some of the tasks that you've done all your life. You know, people always question. I saw that when I was in real estate about moving. They didn't want to be dependent. They wanted to maintain their independence. But I really see your service as leveraging their independence and and letting them still be part of the process and um, in control, but yet not having that weight of, did I make that payment on time? And and all of those types of things. What do, what do you hear from families? You know, when they knock on your door, in terms of, of uh, money managers, I, I would imagine first they're asking, "What what exactly do you do?"
2: No, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So so daily money management is it uh, is a service that helps a person manage their daily financial responsibilities. So that includes uh, their bill paying tracking expenses, budgeting, and really it it allows them to stay uh, financially organized. And, and what you said, you, you hit right on it, which is um, people are are terrified of losing their independence. Mm-hmm. They spent their whole childhood trying to get it. And yeah. now they, and now they they've had it and it's, it's just, it's nothing that they ever want to risk. And what they think is by taking on a service, uh, any service that assists them, they think they're losing it when actually the service, uh, getting a little help somewhere allows them to keep a large portion of their independence. Uh, so, so that's, that's, uh, that's uh, something that we're, we tell people because it is, it is, especially, um, it's a relatively newer service as services go. A lot of people haven't heard of it. So, so it's when when with something new like that, they are immediately, uh, cautious and suspicious and, and they're just not familiar with it.
0: Are you a scammer? How do I know you're not a scammer? I mean, there's so many of those things out there. What can you say to that?
2: So I I actually love when they ask me that. And, uh, and uh, I, I want them to ask every professional or anyone who calls them that's in their life, because they, that should be the first thing that they think about. So right. We, by paying, by helping them with their finances, we get, we get access uh, and it's it's and that's why really uh, what's most important with with any professional that you that you start to deal with is the trust factor. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, we a lot of our clients are through referrals for just that reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone else who has been working with for a while, a trusted person, then refers us um, and you check you would check uh, credentials. You would check if there's, uh, you know. Uh, association that they're a part of. You can actually just do a search on the internet to see if uh, a name comes up um, with something negative written about it. Uh, You could see if they're insured, if they're bonded, you know, there's, there's steps that are taken, but uh, at the end of the day um, it's, it's, there is a little leap that still has to be taken what we, what we recommend actually is that, uh, is that there's someone else also overseeing us. We don't want to work uh, in a black hole, uh, again, for the, for the trust factor. So if there's a power of attorney or maybe um, a trusted relative that they want to over, also oversee us and maybe uh, get a summary of the activity we've done um, or have access also to the finances, then we encourage that.
0: Well, that says a lot right there in and of itself, you know, that you're not afraid to be to be viewed and for people to ask questions and make sure that there's that trust there. Because we're in a scary world these days with scammers and people can come off like, oh, I would never do that to you. You know, of course, I'm your friend. I'm, you know, I'm your confidant. I, you know, I'll, I'll take care of you. But, in, you know, you've got a formal business, you're like you said, you're licensed and bonded. That's huge in and of itself. How do you deal? Is is it kind of a black and white in terms of how you deal with people? Or I, I would imagine there are some people that would like to still maybe be part of the bill, pay, bill paying process and not just totally hand it over. Can you accommodate that?
2: Right. So absolutely. So so Uh, if someone has been, uh, the bill payer their entire lives, um, uh, and even though they might be starting to get a little confused and struggling with it, they very much still want to do it. That was part of their routine. Um, so we do, we sit with them, um, and we do it together and they, they feel good about it. And, and really what we spend a lot of time doing during those visits is reassuring them. So a bill is paid. They want to make them nervous that, uh, you know, is the right amount, is it being paid on time? Um, so that's actually a big part of it. We reassure them when we leave, they just, they feel a little more relaxed about the whole experience. Yeah.
0: I love that, that you'll accommodate that. Cause I think that's so important from a dignity and pride standpoint. Absolutely people. Right. And, and again, that, that trust and, and then you're really I would imagine kind of a friendship develops in a way as well, you know, where they've got another, another set of eyes checking in on them and talking with them and, and having real conversations, you know, with them about what's important in their life. And I would think that that would be comforting to family members as well, because I, I hear so often, oh my gosh, you know, I haven't seen mom or dad in a while. I live out of state and I went there The whole dining room table is a stack of bills and I don't, there's late notices, there's, you know, threats, stuff is going to get turned off or in reverse. I've seen them say, (laughs) she is, she is like writing checks to like a zillion charities. All of a sudden she always had one or two, but now it's everybody and their brother is kind of knocking at the door. Are those common scenarios that you run across when people call?
2: absolutely yes it's 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 huge and exactly what you said sometimes when you do when you do have someone in that's that's performing the service um they are their second set of eyes so they can uh, a lot of times the adult children will say to us um when they do you know everyone these days are it's they have a lot on their plate Mm -hmm. and when they do find the time to visit um they want to spend the time visiting instead of uh, rifling through those piles that you, now, mind you, we all have piles. So yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but uh, worrying that and, and spending the time worrying that they're going to catch all the bills and find them if they're spread all over. And, and uh, yes, that's a very common scenario. Sure.
0: Well, and do, do you still, ha- and maybe this varies from person to person, but do bills still go to their house or do they come to you? So that they don't get lost in the house. Cause I've seen, I've seen some kids go, I've just had to have everything redirected to my house because we just, we don't know where they are. You know, we've wanted to set stuff up online, but we don't even know what everything is, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So
2: there's, it's, it it depends, you know, there's the whole range of scenarios. So, so the, there's people who, that we, when we go and sit with them, they're still doing their bills. We we ask that they collect the mail and save it for us, um, even if they think it might be junk. We're happy to look at the uh, look at the junk and reassure them that it is junk, and we and they get in that habit, you know, uh, and and therefore things tend to get less lost, uh, and we can do it together. Um, then there's the people who are very comfortable giving up the whole thing. Uh, maybe it was. Um, their spouse who had paid the bills and who's no longer able to, and they themselves, it's not their thing. They just want to know that it's, it's being done. <laughs> um, and so a lot of those people, yes, their bills do come directly to us uh, and a couple scenarios. We can actually take those bills and then go and sit with them and do it with them. Or we can actually uh, take care of it ourselves, pay their bills online and then uh, produce a report and, and show what's been paid.
0: Okay. Well, that's nice And the, you know, when you were talking about collecting the mail and putting it aside, you know, to be able to meet with you and go through, I mean, that gives somebody purpose. It says, I'm still part of the process and yeah, I would think takes a lot of the worry out and again, gives them a reason to be connected, uh, which sometimes that isolation is such a big tipping point for people. That's true. Uh, that in itself is huge. And then I, you know, when you said, well, the husband always used to pay the bills. I mean, I've heard that scenario a zillion times. Same with driving. Well, I never needed a driver's license because my husband always was the one that drove. Those are probably the two really solid lines um, that I've heard for years over and over um, way before I was got into this space. But when I was in real estate, it was very, very common. But the worry of did I pay that bill, especially when someone starts having you know, some memory issues there. I, I found so many people were paying bills multiple times because they didn't, they weren't doing it. You know, they weren't going online to check their bank to see, cause they didn't know how to do the techie stuff. And so they would just write another check cause they didn't make a note on the bill itself that it was paid, you know, and they didn't want to wait until their next statement came from the bank. And so, um, you know, that can be a, a big entanglement in and of itself. Do you run across people who have been scammed? You know, maybe they're still doing emails. I know I get probably 10 a day going, you know, thanks from the geek squad, you know, for your renewal of $800 or whatever. And, you know, you look up in the email and of course it's it's not the geek squad. And But there's so many of those types of things or things that come in the mail as well. And I've I've heard of people even coming to the door trying to collect money. Do you run across those situations as well? So,
2: so let me tell you this. I have actually spoken with a large amount of scammers because uh, when I'm sitting with a client, they'll call. uh, And so, and they pick up the phone and I can tell right away and I I speak to them. So uh, it is the scamming has been, it's, it's always been pretty big, but in year after year, it's just, it's exploded. Um, and, and it actually, that's a big reason that, um, people seek us out is when Mm -hmm. all of a sudden they see mom and dad is starting to be scammed and they just, they just need someone to come and oversee it. So that is huge. Uh, yes, all the time. And, um, they can, the scammers can reach them in multiple ways. So that's how, that's how you, and you have to kind of deal with each one. And, um, a common one that I, I have, I have a client now that it's, it's constant, they mail a letter mm-hmm. that says, "In the letter, please call us. There's an outstanding bill. Please call us." And that's a trigger for a lot of people. They very much want to have all their bills paid and up to date. It makes them nervous, and the and it doesn't say to send money, right? It just says give us a call, and they and they do, uh, and and that's where the problems begin. That's when and
0: now now they're on the list. They're <laughs> in.
2: And the scammer continuously calls, and all of a sudden, it's a familiar voice. And like you said, a lot of time uh, their, their lives are a little bit isolating; they can't get out a lot, and they they feel like I, I, I they feel like this person is their friend. Um, and it's a it's a it's a tricky tricky thing. Um, the computer, which they're not uh, a lot of uh, older people that didn't have a computer growing up, they're not familiar with it. They're told that they have to get virus protection. I see that all the time Uh, and that triggers them. They don't quite understand it, but they told they need it. They hear people talking about it. If they don't have virus protection, you can even say to them, why do you think you need virus protection? What are you protecting? Uh, They're not really sure, but they think they should send a thousand dollars so that someone's watching. It's, it is, uh, it's, it's sad actually, because when they, when they realize they've been scammed, it's really, it, it it makes them a different person. It makes them feel vulnerable and it, it, it is a problem with their dignity. Uh, Uh exactly what you said. And so, right. It's, it's, you know, some people are harassed with the phone calls, the -hmm. phone calls. They just continuously call, continuously call. Um, and I have seen someone who comes to the door. We actually, um, we have uh, two clients that uh, their families have installed ring doorbells and, and we, they have it coming to us. We actually monitor whenever the doorbell rings because we, we live locally mm-hmm. to their parents. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. There's not, um, there's not an easy fix. There's not an easy fix.
0: No, I had, I had a friend who had um, Alzheimer's, scatter diagnosis. And she was scammed and, you know, she was always a savvy business person. And here she was at Target buying a bunch of gift cards and was instructed to not leave the site until she called them with the serial numbers. And so she she bought some and then she was standing there calling and Target picked up on it right away and go, you are not leaving. We're getting those cards back. She oh. never got over it. It was so devastating and thank God they caught it. Cause it was like 4,500 or $5,000 worth of, of gift cards.
2: That's um, shout out to target for that one. Well done. That was, I the- know
0: it was amazing. It was amazing, but it, it hit her pride so hard yeah. that it you know, really, this I is think- true.
2: you know, the truth is, you know, who are the, uh, I keep up on, I keep up on all the scams because, uh, you know, when you actually have read about it before it instantly clicks when you hear it. Cause some of them are, they're very clever and they're brilliant. And it's not just people with Alzheimer's, yep. you know, doctors and lawyers are a huge percentage of the people that are scammed because they think they're too, they know enough that they're not going to fall for it. And they're just, they're, they're very, they're brilliant. So it's not, it's not something that they should, you know, feel like they, no one else gets, uh, Scam, but it is just
0: yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not it's not attacking just the the people we view as, as being vulnerable for sure. I mean, I've had um, I have XL Energy. That's for my you know gas and electric, and they actually call me on the phone and it pops up as XL and it's a scammer trying to get money out of me. Exactly. And one time I almost fell for it. And then I'm like, and then I thought, no, I just, I just paid that bill. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but there was the threat of they were going to turn stuff off. And I'm like, you know, I, if I was behind, it wouldn't have been behind that much where they would have turned me off anyways, you know, it would have been a day or something. And, uh, and so I caught it in time. And then I called XL and, and the woman just this huge sigh at Excel, And she's like, we apologize. We don't know how they're doing this but they've yeah. cloned our phones. And yeah,
2: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's just horrible, you know, but it's, it's easy to get caught because they do they tug on those emotions and those pride factors of, you know, always paying your bill and being on time and, and things and it's so devastating and can just make such a mess out of out of someone's finances. I had another friend who's, um, mother again businesswoman all of her life and they called her up wanting her to invest in a business and it was five thousand here and five thousand there and you know they were trying to get a handle of it and the person ended up you know they would come and pick up the money I mean they they were just very brazen in the whole thing and um it was just horrible and, and these people are so yet so hard to track down. And so I think protecting ourselves and our loved ones, I think is, is so important because it can happen in just a heartbeat. And I, you're, you're probably more on top of the scams than I am, but I've heard once you're on one list, they share them with their buddies. And so then all of a sudden you got a bunch of scammers. Um, yeah,
2: when, no, it must be true. Cause when my client called that fake virus protection number Mm -hmm. um his phone exploded after that with people Mm -hmm. calling for things so they must they must share it
0: yeah uh if if people would only do good with their you know with all the scheming and the energy that they have it's like oh my gosh they could make the world a great place yes instead of so so divisive um when a family member calls, maybe for a parent, let's say it's a, an adult child, how is that received? Do you find yourself kind of in the middle, or have they kind of negotiated that with their parents? Because I know that a lot of times that happens too, where the kids say, "Well, no, we're gonna this is this is how it's gonna work,"
2: right? So, so family dynamics are so interesting and different for every family. Mm-hmm. So um, sometimes uh the children want to take over the bill paying cuz they see mom or dad struggling um but the parent doesn't want them to mm-hmm. uh so we can be seen as a neutral third party so sometimes i know we're brought in for that both parties are like okay we find this acceptable mm-hmm. um uh yeah we we've been it depends it right some people some people call and feel us out and then try to kind of get mom and dad on board, which can take a while. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I find what happens is um, when we meet, when we meet in person, uh, it, that seems to uh, relax everyone. When they just hear about the service in theory, um, it's tough. But then when they, when they see us and they talk with us and they meet us and we're, we're just another person that seems to, that seems to relax everyone involved. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, listen, it's a, it's if I if I asked you if I could see your credit card statement, you'd say, huh oh, nice so <laughs> sure about that? Um, because it's it's you know, that's your your spending habits. It's it's a personal thing and we totally appreciate that and mm-hmm. we get that. As long as there's you know, there's confidentiality and and you know, that's top of mind at all times, and we and we show that.
0: When I sold real estate, I would get in the kind of the the thick of things because the kids would call me in, and it's time for mom to move. It was just horrible, and so I would have to have these conversations. And I actually developed community ed classes that I would do on this about putting the person first and centered, and getting everybody to understand that the kids are scared. The person themselves usually feels vulnerable, but doesn't want to say that because they don't want to lose their independence. Exactly. And, but it's really about molding them to say, listen, no one's out you know, to harm anyone here. This is really for the best interest and to, to make life easier and to give you more independence. And, you know, mom, we don't like seeing you worried about this stuff all the time. We don't want you to feel vulnerable. This is a way that we can do this. But sometimes it it would take some talking to do. And but for me, it was a big learning experience because I didn't, you know, you don't know what you don't know. But I didn't realize that people were so skeptical of one another, even within families at that point, because I, you know, in the beginning, I hadn't gone through that with my own family. And, you know, someone's trying to take advantage of someone else. And it's like, you know, 90% of the time, that's not the case. They're just concerned. But then you do have others that do want to do it for the control and to kind of have the one up on the other, other siblings or whatever exactly. it might be, too. And that gets, um, I always found that got complicated, and it would, but it was all about clear communication and making sure that the person you were serving was on board, if, if they had the capacity to be able to, uh, to of course, do that.
2: It was very clever, you did that
0: it was well so fun <laughs> it was exactly right yeah and and I agree, I think having the conversation because I don't think either side really knows the full services that you have until you really have that conversation, and you're kind of putting out these little little fires, and I think both sides end up breathing a little bit easier after those conversations, and you know trust is such a a, a major major factor in this process, you've got to have those honest conversations. And these are things we should be talking about early on. I mean, some people just aren't good with their money management and they might be better off hiring somebody like you from the get-go and just say, I'm going to do my thing. You take care of my bills. I, you know, I've got the money. I'm just not good at sitting down and paying them.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We have, we have clients of all ages and all abilities. And we have, we have, um, we have a, a selection of clients that um. Actually have no immediate family. they were mm-hmm. never married, have no children um, and and more and more of them are bringing us on when they're still quite able to handle all of these things um, because they want us familiar with it, so that uh, if and when the time comes that they start to struggle, it's just a smooth continuation. so people are uh, are starting to plan ahead and and think of those things, which I think is uh, uh, very clever.
0: Oh, that's brilliant because you don't want to have, if something does happen to you and you are incapacitated, now you don't have any choice on who is brought in or what happens or how it happens. So I think that that's really, really wise and and very, very smart um, for people to be thinking about that. And we have so many elders now that are divorced or never had kids and they don't feel like they have that backup person. You know, there might be conflict within the family. You know, I know there's a lot of people out there saying, oh, not mine. And I'm like, well, you're lucky then. (laughs) because Most families, when it comes to money, issues pop up. That's been my experience.
2: Money is messy. I can tell you that. It Mm -hmm. certainly is. Yes.
0: What do you think in terms of of building trust, what do you think are the most important factors for people to to really accept
2: handing handing their finances over? That's a it's a great question, and it's a you know it's what's tricky about it is sometimes trust can be a function of time, mm-hmm. so it's like the catch twenty um, two. You know, uh, again, if it's if it's uh, if a trusted person had referred, then that helps with the trust factor, but if not. Um, it's really just uh, a function of time. We tell people we are going to go as slowly as you want to go. We're not just going to come in there and start throwing things out and reorganizing. And we're not going to, you know, we don't have to take er- over everything all at once. It can really be a slow process. So, so, you know, we get to know each other. And again, having, if they if they have someone else that's, that they wouldn't mind being involved uh, and, and being able to oversee us as well. It just adds a little more of the, of the transparency. We try to be as transparent as possible, but, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a tricky thing. I wish if I knew the answer, I would do it in a second, but, um, yeah, trust is it's a, it's, it sometimes it just comes in time. So we're, all of our clients are, you know, confidential,
0: Mm
2: -hmm. uh, we keep them confidential, but some are, tell us that they're willing to you know, if someone wants a reference, mm-hmm. um, they'd be more than happy to, to speak with someone. So we do that occasionally. They ask for that. And if they feel better speaking with someone who's maybe in a similar position, mm-hmm. um, who started with our services, and they can talk to them about it. So that's well, that makes can... sense.
0: I think one of the things for me, for trust, is even someone acknowledging that it's a factor in the transaction between you. Because sometimes people just blow past that. And then that makes me be distrust and yeah, and nervous. And so just you acknowledging that you appreciate that this is a factor and and rightfully so, this is a big step in terms of working with somebody on this. Now, we just got through with tax season. Do
2: you do taxes oh, for people? Oh, I know it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so how does how does that work? So, um so for our clients, we uh we keep track of, we track mm-hmm. their expenses mm-hmm. and we do that because we have to know because uh, we're monitoring them constantly. we If a bill hasn't come in, we know it. Uh, we know what they paid last month and we compare it to this month uh, to make sure nothing funny is going on. So because we're doing that as we go, at the end of the year, um, we produce a report for the accountant like that. Boom! And it has everything. It has, uh, you know, medical expenses. If they have charitable contributions, it's all already there because uh, we've been doing it as we go. It's like my mom always was like, you know, if you studied every day after school, you wouldn't have to stay up all night before the test. <laughs> so there well, we go. Three
0: days preparing for the tax person. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so by just by a function of what we do, so we don't actually do taxes. We, we just, we just prepare all the numbers, collect the tax documents that come in mm-hmm. and get it to the accountant. So it's a, it's a relatively, you know, easier process.
0: Okay. If somebody doesn't have an accountant or they don't, like their current accountant? Is that something that you can help refer them to a couple of people?
2: Oh, absolutely. Yes. We have a, a, a list of trusted people that we've worked with over the years. They can okay. choose anyone they like. Sure.
0: Great. Cause I, 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 again, going back to my real estate days, I found that, you know, they did like those referrals, um, from people. And so I always had that kind of, like you said, trusted circle that y'all work good together and you, you know, everyone's reliable and, and respectable in terms of what they're, what they're doing. Are there specific challenges that you've seen in terms of dealing with people with dementia in their daily money management?
2: So besides the usual cognitively, they're starting to struggle a bit. It's difficult for them to, uh, understand exactly, uh, what bills are being paid and why, um, uh, so there's just uh, a lot more reassurance and explaining that has to be done. Sometimes, like an example was I actually, uh, so to file taxes electronically, the accountant often has them sign this um, form, but it's an e-file form. It's just a signature required for them to be allowed to file electronically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, so I I, I was with a client and asked him to sign and he he struggled. He couldn't understand the concept and he was, hesitant to sign. He kept reading it. Um, so, you know, it's really, it's a, it's a, sometimes it's just a function of patience Yeah, um, is the biggest barrier I can see. It's just right. It's, it's going over it, explaining it a few times, you know, and as you know, certainly even better than me, certainly there's, there's better days than others. So sometimes mm-hmm. if they, if they really feel strongly against signing something, then we don't. And, you know, I nothing's ever forced and we try it another day.
0: Mm hmm. Now, I would imagine that people have your phone number to be able to call. So if a person with dementia is um, worried about something, because sometimes that happens and they've got it in their head that that you've taken over, how are you at fielding those calls?
2: Yeah, we we do that quite a bit. And, um, you know, oh, I'm happy to. It, it's really what we do. The bill paying. Is 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 not the most important thing we do. The most important thing we do is, is give people peace of mind. That that's mm-hmm. really what the what the whole business is about. So and that's a huge part of it. So if we can, if uh, a, a phone call and us saying, you know, yes, Mr. Smith, we I we I can see right here we paid your electric bill. Everything's up to date. Um, And then he he gets off the phone and he it's it's all he needed. So it's we're happy to do it. Oh, that's nice. Because I know
0: some people don't want to go that level. I've I've um, and I'll use uh, some financial planners, for example, I had done some training and they were like, I'm not a counselor. That's not my job. You know, I this is what I do, but I'm not there to pamper and and please somebody all the time and answer their questions. You know, these are this is what I do. And then I had other ones that were like, absolutely, that's what I'm in here for. I know this is a need. And yeah. so it's really it's really finding that fit. And so I think if people are are interviewing, you know, money managers, that's a question that they really need to be able to ask, you know, can we call? Are you comfortable with that? How are you? going to?
2: That's a fantastic question. I've never been asked that, like mm-hmm. outright like that. That's a, it's, it's a fantastic question.
0: And you know somebody might say they're okay, but you can tell when they're not by their nonverbals and and just tone of voice sometimes or hesitation in answering things. And it just my conversation with you, I have to say, Emily, I I would trust you. I mean, just you're Aww. you're looking straight ahead. You you don't have any hesitation. You've got a smile. I mean, you know your business and you know your needs. That's the feel that I get from you. And oh,
2: thank you. I do. I, I, I love it. It's, 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 I love it. I, I do. I, I, I wake up every morning and I'm, um, you know, I used to, when I was working at the, uh, I worked at an investment bank for many years and, and uh, I'd hear about these people that, you know, you don't work if you love it or whatever it was. and I'd be like, I don't know what that. And I, I, I've, I've reached it. It's, it's wonderful.
0: Yeah, work, work doesn't feel like work when you when you love what you do. What about do you run into clients? uh, Because again, this is another scenario I've heard over the years, multiple times where they go to the bank, and they start pulling cash out, you know, because they always just, you know, back in the day, and to me, it's not like this at all anymore. I don't, I don't feel like I know anybody in my bank, because I do everything online. But you know, that was part of their routine was going in and meeting with somebody, maybe having a cup of coffee and donut when they were there. I mean, it was, it was a very personal event. And so I've heard for some elders that they like going to the bank just to take money out, but they're really not doing anything with the money. It's just the whole transaction. And then I've heard where families found stashes of cash You know, at at home, just sitting there—is that something that you you monitor and look
2: for in terms of habits? So, right, absolutely, and uh, and I try to if if that's their routine and they love that, you know, uh, I I I'm all for as much as possible trying to keep their routines going. So, I set up alerts. Mm -hmm. We set up alerts on their credit cards and on their banks. Mm -hmm. So, uh, if especially if we're the only ones paying their bills. Um, mm-hmm. There should be nothing happening that we don't know about. And that's also part of monitoring for scams and anything unusual. So I, I literally know uh, the moment my client takes out money, I get an alert. And okay. So, uh, yeah. So, so we know, and, and in some cases where someone's taking out a lot of money um, I have, you can actually become um, a power of attorney mm-hmm. on an individual bank account. So not a general power of attorney but just on their one account. Um, and in some situations uh, we do that. So we have no ownership of the funds, but we are allowed to ask questions and, you know, and that sort of thing. And then uh, some banks where that was really a problem when someone would come in to take out a large, they were taking out large sums of money. Mm-hmm. Um, they would have to, they would contact me first.
0: Okay. Well, yeah. Cause you don't want someone getting mugged or something after they've taken that money out. Too. Yeah, take, they
2: don't. They don't need to be walking around with thousands of dollars of cash. Yeah, wow.
0: yeah. So, and I would think if that's their habit in terms of taking money out, and just even if they pile it up in the house. You know, if you if you run across that going, you know what, it's time to deposit that money you've collected now.
2: Exactly right. You just stick it back and go through the whole routine
0: again. Yeah. Yep. 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 Live in their world. Uh, This is amazing. Are there any tips that you have for people in terms of scams? I mean, I I I just think that they're so hard to get a handle of because they're always coming up with something new, it seems
2: like constantly. It's I'm telling you, I, I it's they're brilliant. Some of the stuff I read, it's brilliant what they come up with. Um, so, okay. So here's, here's what it is. So you can't prevent scams. You can try to, um, minimize them. It's like, it's like, uh, you don't want to get sick. So you wash your hands a lot. Uh, you know, maybe you sneeze into your sleeve and you don't, you know, you do little things to minimize it, but no one can guarantee you're never going to get sick. So, Mm -hmm. so with that, um you try there's stuff you can do to try to minimize it so you can um freeze the credit you can put freezes on the credit um so that can't be opened uh a huge thing are the alerts Mm -hmm. uh you're you're you know you get notifications immediately if they get this credit card charge and you know it right away you can you can you know stop that um so uh the mail, any place that the scammer comes in, you know, uh, we have clients who, you know, and they're, they're finally comfortable with it. We, we, they're willing to let us hold their checkbook. So they're Mm -hmm. not writing checks anymore. Um, there's actually a credit card that we've used a few times. It's called true link. Um, and it's a prepaid credit card. And before anything goes through, they send a if a charge is attempted, they send a, uh, A notification to the administrator on the account, which we are, and you can um, give permission or you could say no. So it's kind of like a control credit card, you know. uh, So right, watching and and limiting in that way. Um, And then if someone is scammed, it's just it's just a matter of catching it as soon as possible before it just gets um, out of control. If you catch it quickly. you know, usually that's, it's, you know, nowadays, the one advantage of scams being so prevalent is that every place has like a, a, you know, a fraud department now. It used to be back in the day, they didn't know where to send you their, their trans, you know, the right? They don't know what to do with it. And now you just call up, it's like option four, <laughs> fraud department, and boom, it's like, uh, it's, it's, you have the new credit card, you know, a couple of days later, or you have, you know, or the bank account is, you know, frozen it and refunded your money and whatever it is. So, so it's a matter of uh, doing a little prevention that you can and, and watching. Watching is a big part of it.
0: Yeah, I know for me, I've, I've been scammed. Somebody got a hold of my credit card and they were ordering a bunch of stuff. I mean, it was from vitamins to jewelry and purses and pillows. And I, I, I it just went on and on. And the weird part was it all came to my house and, and, but I didn't, but I didn't order any of it. And I'm like, what, what what is all this? And, you know, so I called the police and called the credit card company. They're like, oh yeah, that's the new scam. They deliver it to your house. They monitor when it's going to be there and they're going to come pick it up. But I have cameras on my outside of my house. So, you know, with signs. So I think that no one came to pick them up. And wow. but what a pain in the butt, you know, because then you have to file each because they were all different transactions with different things. And, wow. you know, it's just such a hassle. So you handle all of that kind of stuff, too. Right. Oh, yeah. That alone's worth it.
2: <laughs> the credit cards, my big hit with the credit cards is and this is for everyone. Right. People have like a ton of credit cards. If you could all all the stuff that I have automatically coming off of my credit card, you know, my gym membership, my cell phone, all my stuff, that mm-hmm. credit card stays in my draw at home. I don't use that credit card. The credit card that I use every day when I go to the store and whatnot. So when the store comes back and says, Oh, you were compromised or whatever happens if someone gets that card, I can just cancel it, boom, and get the new one without having to redo all those automatic charges. Oh, that's smart. So I mean, not to say it's you know it's not necessarily 100 percent anything you mm-hmm. get scammed, but that one does that stays in my draw. So so when one is compromised, it's a little less of an ordeal. But yes, we've had to do that. Someone's compromised. You have to call up all those places and give the new credit card number. Well, and
0: then I like that too. And I haven't done that. Where putting those types of charges on a credit card, I usually have them come out of my bank. But then that makes me more susceptible. I would
2: imagine. Oh, that's interesting or uh yeah well you know credit cards if it's a scam um you usually get a credit card will reimburse you Mm -hmm. banks tend to be a little more strict Mm -hmm. uh it depends on the bank yeah i found in my dealings it's a little quicker for a credit card to reimburse you Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah and credit cards you know you get points so yeah yeah
0: well I was when you said that I'm like, well, that's smart that's I hadn't huh. thought of that. What are some steps that people can take to protect their their loved ones just just as a whole and I would imagine that you do like a free consultation with people to meet and and kind of chat about this
2: right, so absolutely, so that's where the the face to face comes in because it's a it's it's a service that they're not necessarily familiar with mm-hmm. um and, uh, and yeah, it's really, it's at, at the end of the day, it's about, it's about communication. Like you said, it's, it's the constant communication and, uh, and being able to watch, uh, all the stuff that's going on. It's, it's, it's hard protecting someone, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a, it's a tricky thing. I mean, it's hard. You spend a lot of energy protecting yourself. Um, uh, financially and so it really is it's just a matter of uh and it's it's it takes time so uh you know it's a it's more time on the, the family member or the relation that it's that is keeping in touch or it's or it's bringing someone that can assist um mm-hmm. and help along with that sort of thing yeah well and
0: I think just the information that you have the experience like I'll use an example of some other friends of mine whose dad had a a wonderful business. So he was very business savvy and he always, you know, did his own trading and things like that. Well, I I guess at first he was with somebody and then they kind of cut that off. So then he decided to day trade himself and he was dealing with some dementia and then they, they got a handle on that. And, you know, they, then he started just going to the bank directly and doing some things and they got a handle on that. And, the car ended up getting taken away because he wasn't really safe to drive. Well, then he took an Uber. I mean, he he was just he, hmm. I, I, when they told me the stories, I was just fascinated. I'm like, this man is so flipping savvy <laughs> at, at workarounds. And they were just exhausted. They were like, oh my god, we didn't think of that. We didn't we didn't have you know we didn't see big picture. They were just putting out those fires. And I would imagine someone totally. would could talk with the family and say, this is kind of common on how this is going to work. You know, especially if someone is very business savvy, has been all their life.
2: You it know. Is, that is hysterical. I do have some clients and it's so funny. It's like in some way you shake your head and I just, I get such a kick out of them. They mm-hmm. are so resourceful. They're, they're uh, right. You are literally just they will not take no, you you know, they leave the house and they do all this stuff and they work around you. And it is a, it's a riot. I mean, you know, it's, 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 you can't, there's only so much you can do. You can't lock someone down Mm -hmm. and take away everything because then what's their quality of life. Yeah. You have to do this. It's this very precarious balance of, you know, I've had the children be like, take away all their money. Uh, you know they can 't have their money anymore and and I argue for them, I say, you know we could try to limit it, but you can't take away their money like that's that's what they that's just what that's they who do. they are that's their yeah, pride that's their, you have to weigh yeah you, you know the scam phone calls they were like change his you know change his phone mm-hmm. take away his phone and I, i'm like it's, that's you can't do that. It's, it is, it's, it's putting up with inconvenience to let them continue to live uh, the enjoyable part of their life.
0: Yeah. And it's about dignity and it's about realizing it is their money, you know, and
2: exactly. There's no right. You can't stop someone. It's not against the law to make a bad decision.
0: Yeah. I, I remember my dad, my dad had brain cancer and he did really, really well, but, You know, at the end, he, he wasn't as savvy with his money and I would go with him to their financial planner. And one day he, he made a decision that I didn't really think was valid, um, or in his best interest and neither did the financial planner and the financial planner just looked at me like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, it's his decision. You know, it wasn't going to break, it wasn't going to break them, Mm -hmm. but it was really, really important to my dad and to, for him to maintain that dignity that was key and I know that there's probably a lot of listeners going well you were a rotten daughter you weren't looking out in their best interest I said there's a lot of levels of best interest guys
2: exactly there's a lot of levels and uh, I think that was great that you did that right to be able to weigh it's kind of like a pick your battles kind of thing yeah very much part of their dignity so you were good for you
0: yeah and it's uh You know, it's a, it's a hard decision, but again, you have, you have to look at big picture and you have to look at healthy lifestyle for them. And, you know, the, the, even the will to live and feel like they're still in control. They've, they've got to have some leverage and it really is about working on in, in my, you know, mindset, their abilities. And even if they're diminished a little bit, that doesn't mean they're gone by any stretch.
2: Exactly.
0: And just because they didn't agree with me today. Well, hell, let me look back in history. They didn't agree with me a lot of times and they their life went on just perfectly fine, (laughs) you know, but people don't look at it in that light, that it's okay to have differences of opinions and, and stuff, but it is about the overall protection of, of not just finances, but quality of life. Yeah, no, and so. that
2: and that you know how the slowly they say the child slowly becomes the parent. You know they do a little mm-hmm. switch. I mean that that's not just like overnight a switch. It's just this very gradual decision making process. And it and like when you parent your child, there's not it's not black and white. Sometimes you gotta let them you know do their own thing and
0: make that mistake and go and don't say <laughs> I told you so. You know just zip the lip and. It's a learning lesson. And I would imagine that happens in in these cases sometimes too. And, you know, if you just rip the bandaid off and try to take over everything. I mean, I've seen families where they've written people out of wills and just said, I'm not comfortable with this. I don't trust you as a son or a daughter anymore because of those situations. And I don't think people always look at the ramifications of how they're coming off. I think they for the most part, think that they really are trying to protect, but I don't think they've gone inward of, how would I feel if that was me? How would I want to be treated in that situation? And I think that's a big question people need to ask themselves. Well, anything that we haven't covered, this has been a great conversation.
2: I really enjoyed it. No, I think we covered everything. Another service that that people know exists, something to think about down the road.
0: Oh, I just thought of one. You know we talked about personally meeting and stuff, so where are you located, and can you manage people's finances that maybe aren't in your in your state or locally um if they're comfortable you know doing everything online
2: yes yeah, so so great question so we're in New jersey um mm-hmm. and so the for obviously for in person visits it would have to be local but we we do have clients um uh in many states around the United States nowadays we can uh Bills come in electronically. We pay them electronically, um, uh, communicate electronically. So, right, clients can really be anywhere at this point.
0: Okay. And then, um, knowing me, I just thought of another one. So, do you you send out, like, quarterly reports in terms of where things are at, or is each family a little bit different, or each person a little bit different in terms of what they want, or monthly, or annually, or how does that
2: work? It's totally by, it, it differs totally by what people want. We absolutely okay. have people that we send, uh, they want monthly reports and we, they want monthly reports sent to maybe a child or a power of attorney. Um, some people want quarterly, uh, annual, everything you just named. Yep. We okay. totally tailor it to what makes them most comfortable.
0: Oh, I love, I, I just think this is such a wonderful concept and I, I have seen the need for this for so many years and so many individuals and families struggling, you know, with doing this. And a lot of times I have found even within the family, if someone tries to take it over, other siblings don't trust for whatever reason. And they've always trusted, they've always gotten along, and then all of a sudden it just blows the family up. And I think that needs to be weighed in too, that a lot of times a third party can really be extremely Helpful um, in terms of taking these roles over for people because it is such a touchy, touchy
2: subject. Money, it really is. Yes.
0: Well, people can get a hold of Emily at Liberty Paperwork Solutions um, by just going to Liberty paper, uh, Paperwork com, and you can email her at Emily at Liberty com. Or you can call her at sorry, 973-500-4500. And then also she's on uh, LinkedIn. You can find her there at Emily Lutz. So again, thank you so much for the work that you do and the the respect and you know the thought you put in to your work. I mean, your compassion and passion for what you do really shows. And to me, that just means so, so very much. So thank you.
2: Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure meeting you, really. Thank you.
0: I appreciate your time today. For our listeners, please like, click, and share. Pass this information on because you don't always know who's dealing with this because this is not a topic people like to share, uh, even within their intimate circle, let alone with their their friends. So pass it along and and educate people that this is even available. You know, the more resources we have, the better off we all are. So thanks, everybody. Till next time. Bye now.